Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible uh, to be with you guys. What's up, Sin? Uh, And the entire Countdown crew, I love it. What's up, Big Papa? I'm seeing Victor in there. I love it. Um, Man, have things changed dramatically? We were just together right after the NFC Championship game, very, very short time ago. But man, the, the... the 49ers just cannot uh, <laughs> have like a chill ride where things are predictable. You know what's coming. It's just a constant just state of variables that just never end, um, which is crazy. Yeah, It's funny because I get all these messages that are just like, oh, man, I bet you love this as a content creator. I'm like, nope, I, no, <laughs> not even a little bit. Like I, I wanted Brock Purdy to be the guy and right off into the sunset and like that's the quarterback of the future and you got Trey Lance on a cheap rookie deal just in case. Like I love that. That's the narrative that I wanted. You know what I mean? I obviously wanted to be in the Super Bowl and all that stuff, but whatever. Like that's what we're trying to do. But things just they find a way. And so this episode is going to be comprised really of two main topics. Number one, thank you, Tisha. I hope I said that correct um, for the super chat. Did they just request an interview for Steve Wilkes? Yes. Um, and that is so number one, I want to talk quarterbacks. Number two, I want to talk defensive coordinators. So the question that I probably got the most since the 49ers game ended against the Eagles was who's going to be the new DC and the entire off season, It was Vic Fangio, which still is a possibility. But, yes, the 49ers just 15 minutes ago, this just came across. Uh, one of the first people I saw bring it up was Rohan, who has been on the show, friend of the show, great dude. Um, he was the first one that I saw br- bring it up, and I was like, oh, that's a possibility. But, yes, the 49ers did just request permission, okay? They didn't interview him. They requested permission to interview him because it's a weird situation. Steve Wilkes is still under contract with the Panthers, but he was interviewing for the permanent head coaching job. He's the one that stepped in when they fired Matt Rule. Did an amazing, immaculate job. Almost won the conference against the Bucs. Um, very, very close. But uh, didn't get the job. They went with Frank Wright. So it, they're in this kind of weird gray area because he's under contract, but there's no way they're bringing him back because he was the head coach, wanted to be the head coach, not the head coach. So Panthers will 100% give consent, allow the 49ers to step in, all that stuff, uh, you know, what what that is. So, yes, so the two most veteran possibilities at the defensive coordinator position for the 49ers, Vic Fangio, okay, let's talk about him. One, we all know who Vic Fangio is. He was back here when the hardball days were going on. Should have been the head coach then. Uh, instead, the, the York family chose to go with Tom Sula, a uh, good old fart press conference guy, and uh, the rest is history. Now, did Vic do great with his head coaching stint in Denver? He did not. So, a couple days ago, 
The Miami Dolphins, they go out and they put out there, we have agreed to terms with Vic Fangio. We're going to make him one of the highest paid defensive coordinators in the NFL, and everything looks great. A day goes by, you don't really hear much else, and then Vic Fangio's camp comes out and starts saying, uh, it's not done yet. It's not done. Now, for what it's worth, um, Ian Rappaport, he was on the Pat McAfee show just a short time ago, saying he still believes that Vic Fangio is going to go to the Dolphins, but but there's a lot of connections between Vic Fangio and San Francisco, a lot. Uh, his his his. I'm not sure he's married, but you know they talked about at length that his significant others from the Bay Area. Uh, he's got a lot of history here. He's you know there's a lot there. So and if you go back to this off season. You saw Vic Fangio coming out to training camp practices and workouts and all that kind of stuff. Like, it's there. The, the relationship is there. Mike McDaniel, right, part of that relationship. And so now you've got Kyle versus Boy Wonder saying, uh-uh, not so fast, my friend. Who's going to get that? So, um, oh, Fangio just accepted an interview with us. Can somebody um, get me some verification on that? Uh, I love it, and I really, really do hope that to be true. Um, I really do. Oh, look at this. The Broncos, we've got a trade. Uh, whoa, no way. Uh, we've got a trade for a coach. The Broncos are sending a first round pick in 2023 an early pick next year. The deal has been agreed to for Sean Payton. So the Broncos are trading more first round picks for Sean Payton. That's incredible. Um, that's insane. So Denver, it wasn't planned on talking about this. It just happened. Denver and the Saints have been discussing two potential packages for Sean Payton. Uh, it's Saints' choice. They get – have they decided on which one it will be? Yeah, it is. The Broncos will send a first-round pick in 2023 and early pick next year. Wow, the deal has been agreed to. That is bananas. Um, that's a big deal. That is a giant deal. And so, wow, I don't know that they're never going to have any picks ever. Uh, Clayton, what do we got, man? Clayton's got something. The man behind the scenes. Come on in. Let us know what's going on. Wow, what is going on, fam? So, wanted to corroborate that comment earlier from DC. This is from Josina Anderson. She is an NFL uh, NFL insider from CBS Sports. She says that the 49ers, they're not only planning on talking to Steve Wilkes, but they're also going to talk to Chris Harris, the commander's defensive backs coach, and, of course, Vic Fangio. Uh, this is all per her league source. So it looks like the wheels are turning for the DC search. We'll see what ends up happening there. I would be, I'd be interested in any of those three. They're all great candidates. And I love it. Yeah. Chris Harris. Uh, if you, if you don't know who Chris Harris is, he's one of, you know, he's been around the NFL for a very, very long time. Let me open up a new window. I've got my whole Tom Brady discussion going on. Um, here for a while now, Chris Harris, his last year in the league, um, was last. Oh, no, he's saying, yeah, it was 2022. He was probably the best nickel corner, um, in the NFL for the longest time. He was with Denver for 10 plus years, so he's gonna know Shanahan's and all that stuff. He's with the uh, with the Chargers for two, and then he was with the Saints last year. Um, that's a pretty stark uh jump if it's the Chris Harris I'm thinking of. Um, which I'm assuming it is, but uh, yeah, anyway, so that's there. I'll dive in more on that. Vic Fangio, that's huge. That's who you want. You want Vic Fangio. That's the big blockbuster hire. Now, if you get Fangio, it's a completely different system up front, but it's easy adjustment. Back end, it's similar. Uh, Fangio was kind of the first to institute the shell coverage over the top, you know, cover four, cover three, that type of thing. He was one of the first ones to bring that. So the 49ers already do that. Wouldn't be too much of a change. He's going to be able to do whatever the hell he wants. Fangio would be my number one. Steve Wilkes, I like that. Um, you know, he's he's been out there for a long time. Just great dude. And then Chris Harris, that's the new one that I got to dive into. But I don't want to do that on the show. Now, there are current coaches... Oh, here we go, Jamil. Uh, who would you target to book in with Bosa? Drake Jackson's the guy you want it to be. Has it been? Now, you're, you've got to bring back somebody, whether that's Charles Menahue, whether that's Samson Ebucom, um, you're Jordan you know, Willis. You're going to bring back one of those guys. Maybe two 
if you get some team friendly deals. But yeah, I, the idea of going out and spending on a free agent pass rusher would be nice. I just don't see that happening with Drake Jackson already in the mold. Um, and we'll spend a lot of time on the salary cap. There's not that much money out there, especially if you're, you know, Bosa's coming back, you're extending Brandon Ayuk. And, and I understand in the fans' concept and reference and kind of where they're at, like, oh, just go sign like some big name person. Well, the 49ers don't have that much cap space because it's tied in because you're paying the number one tight end. You're paying the number one defensive end after Bosa. You're paying one of the top running backs. You're paying one of the top wide receivers. You're paying one of the top left tackles. You're paying one of the top linebackers. You're paying one of the top corners, right? So you're paying uh, top of the market at a lot of these, and that's why the 49ers have such a good roster. But we'll, we'll spend some time on that once we get closer to free agency for sure. And the defensive coordinator pick will adjust all of those things because they're going to bring their own flavor to these things. That's just what it is. And, you know, I've seen this right here. Thank you, Jamil, again for the super chat. Convince Watt to come here for a year. Yeah, uh, that would be cool if he wanted to. It's going to have to be on a super team-friendly deal because it, I don't think the 49ers can throw that 15, 20 million. Uh, Dale the Goat says Joey Bosa looks good and ready to go. He does. Zero percent chance you do that. Uh, Joey Bosa would cost probably five first round picks just to get him. Um, so yeah, what's up, Alvin? How you doing, man? He says we need a good offensive line. Yes, uh, 100%. Um, 100% fact. Now, I do think that there are some options on the 49ers roster. Uh, Kyle Shanahan is promoted from within nonstop since he has been here because he's lost so many coaches. Now, you know, I did a deep dive this morning just on the current coaches that could qualify, perhaps, uh, based on experience and longevity and all those things as a defensive coordinator. Not even saying they'll get that opportunity or they even want that. But I wanted to do that with each one of those. Uh, what's up, Slavic? Thank you so much, man. Uh, he says, what's up, John? Love your shows. Thanks for the great season. Hey, man, it, and thank you, uh, first off. But let me. it was a great season. The ending sucked, and I'm still pissed, and I'm mad, and I'm sure you all are too, but it still was a great freaking season. You, you know, you want to win it all. One team gets it, and a lot of things got to go your way. The injuries, that was rough. You know, I did the first half breakdown this morning. That's up on Patreon offensively, and, man, the 49ers were still in that game till that fumble. That fumble in the first half, like, that that was it, man. Uh, but anyway, great season. Excited to look back on it, but pissed off right now. Still pissed, <laughs> but thank you, Slavic. Now, the three coaches, really there's four on the current staff. Number one is Jolly Johnny Holland. Um, he's been a linebacker coach. He's got 35 years of experience. He's been with the 49ers for six years, so since Shanahan showed up. Three as the linebackers coach. When Robert Sala left and D'Amico took the D.C. job, he jumped up into that role there. Before that, he was the run game specialist for the defense when Robert Sala was here. He's been with the Browns for three years. Um, he was in Houston, and this is another reason why I, I kept spending so much time on Johnny. He was in Houston with Kyle Shanahan when they drafted D'Amico Ryans. He won, won Rookie of the Year. So this could be another guy that goes with D'Amico to Houston, which seems like a done deal. Clayton, we've got more news. Bringing the man back in. He's flagging me down. What do we got? Speaking of done deals, this is from Adam Schefter. D'Amico Ryans has agreed to go to the Houston Texans. He's going on a six-year deal. Thanks for, to Luke Walsh for uh, getting me getting me on the Twitter there. He called it Ooh. first. But, yeah, it's confirmed right here live on the show. Congratulations to D'Amico. I'm going to miss him, though. I, I love that man. I'm very happy for him. Uh, now, it, it's interesting whenever you look at it because it's like, okay, why would he choose Houston? Well, that's where he's from. That's where he played. Like, he's got roots there, family there, all that kind of stuff. So it makes sense. So happy for him. He deserves everything. Um, Big Papa says two more third-round comp picks. Not exactly. One more third-round comp pick. Now, let me just put this out there. Whenever Rand Carthon got hired as the general manager for the Titans, we got two third-round picks. One in 2023, this year's draft, and then one in next year's draft. So what happens when you have two minority candidates hired as a head coach or number one uh, GM, what, what they do is they tack on a third year, right? So we're getting 2023 third round, 2024 third round, 2025 third round pick. 
So you don't get those two extra picks. Okay, you get the one extra. This was the same thing that happened when we had Martin Mayhew with the Commanders and Robert Sala with the Jets get hired, right? So for the next three years, you will get an additional pick, 2023, 2024, 2025. Now, what's what's interesting is that you are also getting a comp pick, the last comp pick for last year's head coach, um, Mike McDaniel, and you are also getting a comp pick, the last comp pick for the previous mentioned, Robert Sala, Martin Mayhew. So you're getting three comp picks this year in the third round, all because of the Kyle Shanahan coaching tree. Which, and again, I think I have the graphic. Oh, here it is right here. This is an old graphic um, that was made by Gridiron. And it kind of shows you, just real quick, the Shanahan coaching tree and kind of where it is. Now, it needs to be updated. But the head coaches, Matt LaFleur, Robert Sala, Sean McVay, Mike McDaniel. Now you're adding in D'Amico Ryan. So that's five head coaches. And then you've got lots of people. Nathaniel Hackett's no longer a head coach. But Staley is, Zach Taylor is, Kevin O'Connell is. Um, so, yeah, the, the tree, it grows. And, and it's all Shanahan, man. And so it's it, I understand being upset. I understand being upset with the NFC Championship loss. That is a healthy response. But people, like, I haven't seen really anybody credible at all call for this. But, like, saying, like, okay, it's time for Shanahan to go. That dude... You got to be kidding me, man. Uh, he's coach of the year candidate. Uh, anyway, and, and I understand frustration right after loss. Yeah, that's natural. And I get the knee jerk reactions. That's natural. But this is such a testament to what Kyle Shanahan has done and how many coaches he's built, uh, which is incredible. Big Papa says, What scares me is who is D'Amico going to take with him? That's why I brought up Johnny Holland. Johnny Holland is a legit, he's from Houston. He played at Texas A&M, which is in Houston. He's in the Cotton Bowl Hall of Fame. Like, it just it makes so much sense for Johnny Holland to either step up or go out. Um, but we'll see there. Mark says, wonder which Niners players who are free agents will end up in Houston. <sighs> Jimmy Ward, probably. Um, that just makes sense. It just makes a lot of sense. Kelly, yeah, right there on the same path there. Now, a couple other coaches on the 49ers roster that I think qualify as a D.C. candidate. Daniel Bullock's the safeties coach. He's been a coach for 16 years. He's been with the 49ers for six, four as a safeties coach. He was assistant DB's coach before that. Um, he was a second-round pick in the NFL, Daniel Bullock's, back in 2006, and he played at Nebraska. He Again, usually when you promote, you promote linebackers and DB coaches because they understand everything in front of them. D-line coaches don't usually get promoted because they don't understand coverages. You don't have to to coach that position. Um, but it does happen. It does happen. Uh, Fish says never in a million years would have taken a head coaching job in Houston over a chance to run it back. Well, he did the same thing last year. Uh, he ran it back last year. There's only 32 head coaching jobs in the world, and he turned down Minnesota, but that's his home. He lived there for majority of his life, Houston. You're going home. And so is Houston a good spot to land in? Probably not, but he got the six years, which means – He's going to get time. Houston and McNair, I can't stand that guy. The ownership family, they are trash. But you get that six-year guarantee, he's going to be coaching or he could retire early. And again, for him, D'Amico's rich <laughs> because he got the player buddy and the coaching buddy. He picked a location for his family, and that's why he's going there. And that's it's not a fit for everybody. It's not a fit for everybody. And he chose, he could have been a head coach last year. He chose to run it back last year. Um, and so I'm I'm so thankful, always thankful for his time here. Unbelievable. How how do you lose Robert Sala and get better? Right? Lost him and got better. That's crazy to me. Um, now sticking with this D-line concept, Chris Kusarek, fan favorite, 19 years experience. Um, he said last year he didn't want to be a coordinator, that he's really happy with his job, but I, there has to be a conversation there. Uh, he's been in San Francisco since 2018, was with the Dolphins for four years, Lions with nine. Um, he was a seventh-round pick by Seattle back in 2001, played at Texas Tech. We got all these Texas boys, man. Um, all Texas boys for the most part. Now, the last coordinator on the roster, before we jump over to some quarterback talk, 
Corey Undlin. He's our defensive passing game specialist. He's got 20 years of experience. He's the only person on staff that's been a defensive coordinator in the NFL before. Um, he was a Lions DC for one year, and that's when they were like the worst team in the NFL back in 2020. Uh, he was the Eagles DB coach for five years, Broncos DB coach, Jags quality control, then promoted. He's a Cal Lutheran guy, so we got a California guy. So Corey Unlin, Chris Kusarek, Daniel Bullocks, Johnny Holland. Not that I think any of them will get the job, but with Shanahan always promoting from within, those are the only names that kind of rose to the surface for me. Now, outside names, Vic Fangio 1, Steve Wilkes 2, Chris Harris 3, those seem to be the names that are working out. And uh, you're talking about how big deals are. Yeah, you see freaking Broncos sending first-round picks for a coach. Yikes, that is insane. I don't. Their roster's not that good. But, hey, man, you get a good coach in there. They're pushing the – you're stuck with Russell Wilson on that trade. So you do what you got to do. Uh, and, yeah, Big Papa, I think Peyton to the AFC is a good thing. Yeah, I didn't want him coming uh, to the NFC West. I didn't want that. So thank God he's there. Thank God D'Amico's in Houston, which is a great thing. So good, good, good. <laughs> All good things. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. And I, I, I so want Vic Fangio. And, yes, there is no way in hell you're going to make Bosa stand up. You don't. You build off of the strengths and the fact that Fangio's been coming to all those practices, which Fangio was running a multiple scheme set anyway. And what I mean by that is an even odd front. The traditional, if you go back to you know the 2012 Niners and all that stuff, we had a true three four with Justin Smith and Cowboy, right? And you had a true four linebackers. Well, what was the strength of that team? Yeah, Navarro Bowman. Patrick Willis, Ahmad Brooks, and then you had, um, what's Alden Smith? Like, the strength of that team was the four linebackers. That's why you do what you did. This has been built, and it's established. Number one defense in the NFL, points. Number one defense in the NFL, yards, right? So you don't change that. So, um, yeah, very good shot, Jay. He runs a hybrid scheme, so it's it's not, the coverage is usually where it gets complex, that he's got in spades. The dude probably knows coverage is better than anybody else in the NFL. Like there's, there's a couple guys, there might be five guys on that list on coverages. He's going to be at the top of the list. So I, I, I'm not concerned at all about the transition. Um, if you get Fangio, you get Fangio and man, you pay top dollar. Now you don't know about coaches deals because it doesn't count against the cap or whatever else. Uh, sometimes they'll leak that to the press, but usually, I mean, Head coaches the NFL get pretty close to $10 million a year. That's pretty standard. Um, DCs, or at least coveted DCs, you're talking the top tier, five to $7 million, right? So make it right, uh, York family. Make it right. You, you, you got a mulligan with Jim Tom Sula. Make it right. Uh, reward this man. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. Um, Big Papa says, and we may be able to keep Fangio for a while. No incentive um, for him to move up for the 49ers. Yeah, you're right. And maybe he gets a head coach job somewhere else. But man, I like I it's the Turner philosophy, right? You go back to Norv Turner. Some people are great coordinators, not great head coaches. Like that's just all there is to it. And for whatever reason, the roster, the defense was always great in Denver, just never came through. And you, you, Chris Kucerich, same thing. Like, man, I'm really happy with where I am. There's something about being content. Yeah, it's nice to test it and figure things out. But, man, contentment and figuring out where you fit and where your strengths are, it's one of the few things, like, in our society that we don't teach. Uh, I wish we did. I, I love ambitious people. I love people that are, like, pushing for whatever. But, man, you got to enjoy enjoy life. And if you don't, we're in like one of the weird places where you can change it. You know what I mean? In the United States, look at me. I'm talking to a damn computer in my <laughs> bedroom uh, about football, and I'm so thankful. And I'm very, and it's, a lot of that's you guys. And so thank you so much. But if we transpose that to these coaches, man, it didn't seem like Vic Fangio was having a great time as head coach for the Denver Broncos. So put him back in his wheelhouse, let him do his thing, let him go. And man, yeah. It would be huge if you got him. To me, it's Vic Fangio, a giant chasm than everybody else. So, and yeah, again, it, 
it was now I will say this credible sources came out with the Fangio news. Tom Pelissero, who is my number one NFL insider, like he is the most consistent, in my opinion, Tom Pelissero, um, as far as news, he reported it. And Fangio's camp said, ah, not finalized yet, my friend. And then sure enough, a day later, the D'Amico news comes out. Him and the Texans, that seemed like they were their number one options. Now we're getting that thing. I'm just saying. Shanahan versus McDaniel. That's going to be fun for that friendship. Uh, but, hey, that's the way it goes in the NFL, baby. You got to watch it. Now, sticking with the whole concept of doing what you love, this is my life. Now, if you guys have been around for a while, you know, off season, guess what? We're not going anywhere. We might tone it back a little bit. But, man, as far as, like, Patreon, video breakdowns, Zoom hangouts, all that stuff, it's still going. We don't stop. We don't stop. In fact, we have our first off-season Zoom hangout this Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. So uh, this Sunday, we are going to be having – we're going to get together. It's going to be an event session. I'm going to hear from you guys. We're going to talk about the NFC Championship. We're going to talk about the future, all those things. Best way to support the show and get all the content that you could ever dream of, patreon.com. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you, and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer? Or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers. For a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less, it's that easy. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. All you got to do is go to patreon.com slash 49 podcast. And as soon as you sign up, you get almost everything, depending on the tier you pick. And if you're just interested in 49ers play, guess what? We have every single offensive, defensive, and special teams play from the last two and a half years. Every single game for the 49ers. Nobody else has this content. Now, not to mention we have extra episodes weekly. We've got scouting report breakdowns. We've got betting. We've got your one-stop shop for 49ers content. And if you want to be heard, guess what? We got Zoom Hangouts twice a month where we listen to you. Patreon.com slash 49ers Rush Podcast, or just Google Patreon and 49ers. We're the first one that shows up. So uh, excited for the stuff we got this week. Again, we're going through the NFC Championship film, which I know it's rough to watch, but it, it was interesting doing the first half offensive breakdown this morning. And just, man, mm. anyway, anyway, Christian McCaffrey's amazing. Now, let's transition. Let's talk about, oh, look at Michael. He says, let's talk Tom Brady. Yeah or meh? I wouldn't mind him coming on a one-year deal. Let Trey and Purdy sit under him one year. Uh, that's just me dreaming. What do you think? I'm out on Tom Brady, guys. Uh, I, probably not building that up the correct way to get clicks and views and all that stuff. I'm sorry. I, I'm just, I'm really, really sorry. I don't understand it. One, I'm not a Tom Brady guy. I get it. I get it. I watched, uh, funny, people were telling me, man, you need to watch the film. Like, okay, there's a lot of things you can tell me to do. That, that's like literally all I do is <laughs> like watch film. I understand that he led the NFL in passing, but I'm sorry. I just do not want a stiff, non-mobile quarterback around in this scheme at all. Plus, you got to look at the cost. 
we talked a while ago. You got to sign. You got to bring in more people. You're going to put 25 million plus to a quarterback. No, the, the whole advantage of the Trey Lance Brock Purdy thing is you have these two super cheap rookie contract deals that lets you sign Bosa, that lets you keep Ayuk, that lets you bring in a defensive end. Josh says Tom can't run our offense. It would be it'd be Jimmy Garoppolo on steroids. And what I mean by that is that dude can't move. Um, now Tom ten years ago, sure. Now, the one thing that Tom does better than any other quarterback is he stays healthy. 49ers can't do that. And so I understand the aspect there. I get that. But again, you go back and you look at last year, it's not like Tom Brady was great. If you just look at, again, the only concept that you could bring up and say, yeah, but, is you look at his numbers, right? Okay. 66 completion percentage, that's great. Yards, led the NFL in yards, led the NFL in passes as well 25 touchdowns nine interceptions okay uh you look at his passer rating 90.7 now look at the 49ers jimmy garoppolo was 16 and 4 touchdowns to interception with a 67 percent completion percentage he had a higher passer rating 103 than than uh tom brady now you look at brock purdy his numbers are even better 13 to 4 with a, uh, what's it called, uh, 107.3 quarterback pass rating. Both the quarterbacks we had performed better. Now you could say, oh, well, Tampa Bay had a terrible coaching staff. True. They had a terrible offensive line. True. But why have four quarterbacks gotten hurt in Kyle Shanahan's system? Why? Because he will. everything's predicated off the run game, and he's going to do those boots, naked boots, and max protect whatever in five-step drops. That's what it is. The way that you build this team, you've already done it. Why would you go back on what you're doing now? Now, Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. Now, the timeline for Purdy is interesting. We don't know yet. He came out today and said no decisions have been made as far as surgeries and timetables yet. They're trying to get more information. Now, according to the MRI that was released... He will have to do surgery, and you're talking about a six-month timetable, okay? Where does that end? If that's the case that happens. Now, again, this is kind of conjecture because we don't have all the news. It's not Tommy John. They're saying that's not what's needed yet, but you don't know for sure. If six months from now, he would be ready in training camp. At what point? Yeah, we'd have to see whether that's start of training camp, midway, or whatever. But training camp, not preseason. You still got 22-year-old Trey Lance who came out today and said he will be fully cleared in three to four weeks to practice. Fully cleared. He also said that he will be 100% for OTAs. Now, Jason, I'm with you. I'm, okay, let's, let's, let's unpack this, okay? From a Trey Lance perspective, all right? And Philip, I'm with you. Oh, I'm sorry, Clayton, we double-clicked on you. Clayton, you run your show, my bad. I'll step back, I'll step back. Shout out to Clayton, man. That dude... He's the best there is, man. Uh, Philip, thank you so much. He says, we seem to do well drafting quarterbacks. Yeah, I think so. Uh, because even if you look at the third-round pick that we used on C.J. Beathard, whenever he signed elsewhere, when he signed elsewhere, that's where we got the comp pick to get none other than Brock Purdy. What's up, Perk? He says, we still here, baby. It's a faithful. It's a faithful, man. This is the faithful. We ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. Now, I'm the biggest Trey Lance guy that's ever existed. You guys know that if you've watched the show. However, with what Brock Purdy did, I was all in. You stick with Brock Purdy as long as this train rolls. Like, because that is unbelievable what that cat did. Unbelievable. The injury happened, whatever. Okay? Now, because of the timeline, and this is why I think the 49ers are in a great situation. What's wrong with rolling with Trey Lance until Brock Purdy's healthy? That's not a bad contingency plan, and it's cheap and effective. Now, for all the Trey Lance haters out there, and I know that they are here, and I get it, let me just say this. You have not seen anything. You have not seen anything that says he's not the guy. He has had enough time. He has had enough games. There's no logical way to look at what Trey Lance has put on tape in three games and say he's not it. You can't say that. There's no logical way. Now, the opposite side of that, and this I'm, I'm talking to myself here, there's also no logical way to say he is the guy. 
There's not. But what have you seen behind the scenes? Right? What have you seen in practice and training camp and all that stuff? We're not there. This is the same coaching staff that believed in him and made him the number one guy this year. What's changed since then? Brock Purdy's played better, but now Brock Purdy's hurt. So why not just roll with Trey Lance as your one until Purdy's ready, then the competition commences, and then you make the change. We know you need more than one quarterback. We know. Troy, right here. Trey hasn't even got a chance. How can anyone hate him? I, I don't understand. It's not like he's a bad dude or anything, uh, unless you're Colin Cowherd and he's been hanging out with your daughter. Um, but, hey, man, shout out to Colin Cowherd, man. There you go, buddy. Uh, I can't stand that man. Uh, <laughs> I can't stand him, man. But, anyway, the idea is this, though. Like, there is no way that you could see what Trey Lance has done and say he ain't it. It makes no sense. There's no logical way based on the film and the games that you saw. I was at Cle I was at Chicago this year. That was a damn hurricane. There were part they were squeegeeing a grass field. Then he got hurt the second start in the first half. There there's he's 22, guys. He's 22. Now, do I think that he's the savior? It should be the quarterback one moving forward. No, that's not even something I want to put out there. But Good gosh, I would take Trey Lance over so many quarterbacks in the NFL. The 49ers are fine. Fish, thank you so much. He says, Trey costs $20 million this coming season. Love no, but that's the thing. You don't understand. You don't get that money back. As soon as he is drafted, that's dead money. You can't change that. Even if you want to trade him, you can't change that. Like, that's why I saw people saying, like, oh, man, we should cut Javon Kinlaw, who played terribly. I'm going to do the defensive film, whatever. Like, that's dead money. You don't get that money back. You don't get it back. And $20 million, you're stuck with no matter what. You average that with Brock Purdy. Now you're talking, you're doing just fine. Tom Brady by himself is going to cost $25 million plus. That's what he made last year, and he took a team-friendly deal. Team-friendly deal for Tom Brady, here's the issue. Tom wants to be the man. That dude's a sociopath. If you ever see Tom Brady, like that dude's not going to come in here and be fine with, oh, yeah, Y'all roll with me until Brock Purdy's ready. No. And that's $25 million that goes away from our offensive line. That's just the way it is. Fish, thank you so much. He says, only 10 is dead. Yeah, you're going to pay half of his salary for somebody else? No, man. And what are you going to get back for him? What has changed in the time period from where Trey was number one and now? What has Trey done that has dissuaded anybody? This is the same coaching staff that had... Jimmy Garoppolo around and said, nope, we want this guy. We want this guy. It's the same one. It's the same system. This is the same coaching staff in front office that traded three first-round picks to go get him. It's the same one. Nothing's changed. Nothing has changed. And that's why I don't understand. And people keep – the narrative that just keeps coming back, like people just play this and repeat, get Tom Brady, win a Super Bowl. Get Tom Brady, win a Super Bowl. Get Tom Br – Tom Brady had a losing damn record in the worst division of football and barely got into the playoffs on week 19. And then you're going to sit there and say, well, we got better weapons. Really? It, we do have better weapons, and I understand that. We have a better team than Tampa Bay does. I understand that as well. However – we, we don't have Mike Evans. We don't have Chris Godwin. Like, they've got tools over there. It's not like he was playing with, with, with scrumps. No. Like, it's not as simple as, oh, get Tom Brady, win a ring. I, I just don't understand that. that. That doesn't make sense to me. Like, you look at why, why was Brock Purdy, look at his biggest highlight plays. The dude is moving. He's moving. Can, can a team win a Super Bowl with Tom Brady right now? Maybe. Could the 49ers? Maybe. But again, you're not going to get a better old line if you get Tom Brady. You cannot. You can't have both. You can't have a better line. You can't sign Nick Bosa. You can't bring in Brandon Ayuk and Tom Brady. Those things don't make sense. And a defensive lineman? Oh, and we need better cornerback depth? No. That, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. And I don't know. And yeah, Jason, right here, uh, he says, John, we need another John Wayne episode because Brady has a big uh, other opinion about Brady. That's great. I love, you guys know me. I freaking love Breezy. He's working the Senior Bowl down in Mobile. Dude's crushing it. And we'll have him on lots this summer. Um, and so, yeah, and Fish, right here, thank you. 
uh, first for your generosity. It says Purdy changed it. Yes, the potential is there. Our offense is aging and getting expensive. We run it now and we start rebuild. No, there's no rebuild with a 22 and a 23 year old quarterback. No, I'm not. I'm not doing that. John Lynch literally said he was asked right after the 2019 year, "Do you believe this is a push all the chips in year?" And he said, or no, the question was phrased, "Do you want to build?" For this year, push all the chips in, or do you want to build like long-term sustainable success? That's how it was phrased. He says, why not both? Why can't we do both? Why can't we build for now but not compromise our future? That's why you went and got a 22-year-old court. He was 21 when you got him. That and, and even if a team does give the number 12 for Trey, what are you going to do with that pick? What are you going to do with that pick? So you're going to burn that $10 million? No. Why would you trade three? Again, what has changed? Why trade three first-round picks for a guy that you're going to see three games worth and then trade unload for the 12th overall pick? Why? Why do that? What did you, like, I just don't understand. What have you seen that says he's not it in three games? In three games, that's what you saw? Y'all must have hated Steve Young then. Steve Young was, y'all must have hated Brett Favre then, right? Now, I'm not saying he's that. And, and again, I think long-term Brock Purdy's the guy. I think long-term Brock Purdy's the guy. But you need more than one, and you've already got two, and they're already super cheap, and they're already young, and they're built for your system. I just don't understand. Uh, John, who could we sign for a third quarterback? Yeah, we'll have to see what happens because there'll be some contracts that are kind of like, uh, terminated and whatever else and cap saving penalties. Yeah, you got to have three. <laughs> you know, who that's going to be, I don't know. But, yeah, it's not Josh Johnson. But, yeah, you need a third quarterback. But is that a quarterback that you want to spend? Think about how pissed off everybody was last year that we spent $2 million on Nate Sudfeld and then cut him. Now his contract got picked up, so the 49ers got off the books on that one. But, People were pissed off that we spent $2 million on a quarterback, on a third-string quarterback. Yeah, imagine if we would have had Nate Subfield. Would that have changed? Uh, definitely could have been as bad as, uh, you know, Josh Johnson. But, yeah, you need a third-string quarterback. There's no doubt about that. Lewis, thank you, man. He says, hey, John, I don't want Brady either. Uh, he says, to be honest, he'll want to run his offense. We'll clash with Kyle. Do you know what the defensive scheme Steve Wilkes runs? Yeah, it's, it's a 4-3 pass heavy, man. Uh, pass rush heavy. Again, Brian Burns, you kind of see what they did. Super linebacker uh, dependent. It's very, very similar. Now, their coverages were a little different than what we did. Um, but, yeah, Kelly says, isn't Minshew a free agent? I love me some Gardner Minshew. You don't have to mess around with that. Now, the thing with Minshew is he's going to be getting 5 to $7 million and will be a backup if not compete for a starter with a team like I don't know, the Panthers or the Falcons or, you know, whatever. So if you're Minshew, would you want to come be number three behind? It's a fit thing, right? Who wants to come be a quarterback for the 49ers as the number three guy? That That's rough. Everybody wants to be the guy. How, so you, it, it's, it's a two-way street. One, you got to pay Minshew what he's worth. Two, hey, by the way, you're going to back up Trey Lance until Brock Purdy comes back, and then Brock Purdy and Trey Lance will compete for the starting job, but you just hang tight. But don't worry, because we get all of our quarterbacks hurt. <laughs> like, like the, the selling pitch just isn't coming through. Um, oh, Stetson Bennett, George says, from Georgia would be a great quarterback for the Niners. Yes, I think that's what you do. Money, 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 money. You, you save money by drafting late quarterbacks. Why not do it again? Why not get Stetson Bennett in the sixth, right? He would have been undrafted. And he just got arrested on public intoxication. I don't know the whole details with that. Um, but, yeah, Sonia, she says, all this quarterback talk, where do you think Jimmy Garoppolo will be? I think the Jets. I think just make the most sense. If Tua isn't right, I think uh, Miami makes the most sense. I mean, there are just – look at the Houston Texans now with D'Amico. We'll have to see how his, his offense shakes out. Thankfully – all of our offensive coaches got taken last year. It was a complete overhaul. So I don't know how many guys D'Amico can steal from us, but I'm sure there's going to be some. But, yeah, there's plenty of places for Jimmy to go. And, again, I said this last year, and I kept screaming it. 
there will be more quarterback needy teams in 2023 than there were in 2022. And that 100% has already come about. Now there's three to four draftable first round quarterbacks. We'll see how it all shakes. Uh, but there are some quarterback needy teams and the 49ers. I don't think are one of them. I think the solutions in house, you need a better third string quarterback. Cool. Brock Purdy is 23 years old and pretty damn amazing. That has been validated. That has been validated. Why do you want to put that on the shelf? I just don't understand. Trey Lance, until that that's the way that's if I was the quarterback coach or the head coach for the 49ers, here's what I would do. I'd come in and I'd say, look, guys, we believe in both of you. Brock, what you did last year was special. We want you to get healthy. That's number one. You're 23 years old. We're not in a rush on this thing. And people are like, oh, the championship window's dwindling. Really? Look at the age of our players. The significant players are all young besides, there's one player that's not, and that's Trent Williams. He's still at the top of his game. Can you get two more years out of him? Cool. But, man, Fred Warner, young. George Kittle, young. CMC, was he, 26? Debo. 25, Ayuk, 24. Like, come on, man. Like, like, I get it. The 49ers roster is so good that it, you get this feeling of, man, we got to capitalize right now while it's hot. And I get that. I get that. But you don't look backwards and adjust your plan on some hot take because you got four quarterbacks hurt. That's not what you do. Do you increase the offensive line? Yes. I wish you could. I wish it could. Your draft and your redshirt philosophies, that's going to have to come through. Nick Sakel, Colton McKivitz, right? Jason Poe. Those guys got to step up. They got to step up. Um, Fish says, Kittle ain't no spring chicken and Debo not getting less injured. LOL. I don't know why that's funny. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, it's the NFL, man. It's the NFL. That's just the way it is. And so, yeah, you play a physical style of football, these things are going to happen. Uh, Caesar says, John, do you think the Niners going to re-sign Mike? I don't. Mike McGlinchey, I don't. I would not. I will say he had eight weeks of great play, back-to-back -back weeks of the playoff, terrible play. Uh, he was bad. His body language is bad. He showed up at today not wearing any Niners stuff, wearing his agency. That dude's going to cash in. And y'all are going to laugh at how much money that dude gets paid. Like He's going to get $15 million. Mike McGlinchey's going to get $15 million a year to sign somewhere. And I hope he does. And I hope the 49ers get a draft pick for it. I, I like Mike. And I think that he is an above-average run-blocking right tackle. And I thought that he did a lot for his career this year. at that One of his best years. But, you know, if they get him, it'd be a team-friendly deal. But with the way he's been treated, I don't think so. And he's come out and said multiple times, yeah, it gets to me, yeah, I see the stuff that they say. No, nah, he's going to go somewhere probably – He's got to go somewhere and get paid and doesn't have to go through with what Niners Twitter and social media does. So I think he's gone. I think him and Jimmy are gone. Kelly, he says, we have to understand that I, uh, that I read that only one quarterback in NFL history has come back from Tommy John surgery. Hopefully his youth helps. Well, one, we don't know if it's Tommy John surgery Two, It's so rare. It's so rare. Like, like, I think it's happened, like, less than five times. Like, it's such a small number that Tommy – now, mostly it happens in baseball with pitchers, and they come back all the time from it. But, yeah, the, the time period – now, if Tommy John surgery is needed and that dude's out for a year, that changes the conversation. That changes the conversation. I still want to roll with Trey. I'm still not too big on Tom Brady. But then I'd want to bring somebody in like a Gardner Minshew, right? Somewhere along those lines, I don't know, Teddy Bridgewater, I don't know, just a couple names that are going to be free agents off the top of my head. Then that would change. But currently, with everything that's been put out there, that's not what is happening. And they'll know as soon as the surgery happens when they open it up. They might not let it out, just like they didn't let out that Trey needed a second surgery. They didn't say that. 49ers don't leak. They, they cover their stuff up pretty good unless they want it out there. So that changes things. But we're not there yet. We're not there yet. And again, the kid's 23. Youth matters in surgeries and recovery and body. It matters, right? John Chapman, 40 years old. I go skiing. I'm sore for a while, right? Didn't used to be that way. 
Youth matters. And guess what? 40-year-old John Chapman's still six years younger than Tom Brady. I know that he's a world-class athlete, whatever else. I get that. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I, I don't want it. That's just me. I could be wrong. The 49ers could be like, man, we got to get Tom Brady. Now, it's different last year than this year because last year you had to trade for him. Tom Brady redid his deal and took less money so that he could walk. Do I think Tom Brady wants to come here? Yes. On a one-year deal, he wants to run his thing. He wants to do his stuff. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but that's just me. So you kind of take whatever. Kelly says, I strained my UCL while pitching. I've never tossed above 68 again. I pray it's not needed. Hey, man. Yeah, it's it, that's rough. And the fact that I would be remiss if I didn't talk about what a stud that dude is to go back in the game after Josh Johnson got his concussion and play the rest of the game and attempted passes. That dude attempted two more passes and completed them. He went four for four. Two of those passes were with a freaking torn ligament. It's done. Dude's a beast, man. And I saw people like challenging his toughness and stuff. Get the hell out of here with that, man. Ah, some people, man. I just, I don't know. I don't know. DC, Jalen Moore able to make an impact on the offensive line or career backup. I don't know. They love they love Jalen Moore. I like Colton McKivitz more, especially on the right side, but they like both of them. And you add in Nick Sakil and Spencer Burford can play tackle and Daniel Brunskill. Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to roll forward with just that, but we'll see. We'll see. Oh, what's up, Sean Ferris? What's up, man? Uh, glad to see you in there. Uh, hey, John, finally caught you live. Another offseason quarterback, Kyle Drama. Yep. Uh, it, it, I, I'm on, it's going to be rough because we're not going to get the answers in a timely fashion. You're going to have to go through free agency. You're going to have to go through the draft, and it's going to be rough. And there's going to be a lot of hot takes out there, and maybe my takes today were quote-unquote hot um, of the whole Tom Brady thing. But I'm sorry. I, I just I don't want that. But I, I believe in Brock, and I believe in Trey. Now, I believe in Brock more because we've seen it. We haven't seen it from Trey. And again, when people are like, no, trade Trey for whatever you can get, I just don't buy it, man. I just don't buy it. Why do you want less quarterbacks on team-friendly deals? Why? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, this is what it is. So, appreciate you guys. Hopefully you enjoyed this uh, show today. Uh, I, I told the wife I was going to take a couple days off, but – not with the Niners doing what the Niners do. <laughs> we, we just got to keep rolling, man. But we're going to be here all offseason. And a, a lot of Patreon stuff coming up, so excited about that. We do have our Zoom session hangout Sunday, this Sunday, at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. So make sure you set that aside. We're going to get together. I get to hear from you guys, which is going to be a lot of fun. But until next time, I want to say thank, thank you to Clayton, all the show's executive producers. You guys are incredible. And until next time, stay strong and faithful. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.